What's up, church? I just want to make the uh, quick announcement on uh, Saturday the 20th, we will be having for the Prophetic Institute the basics of freedom and deliverance. The basics of freedom and deliverance. So everybody can have the God tools that we already have. So we become aware of the God tools to kick the enemy's butt. Amen. Amen. All right. Awesome. How's everybody doing? Good. Awesome. Awesome. God is good, huh? What's that uh, line from that song? I form you with the world. No, I, I, I hold you with the hands that formed my world. Amazing, right? Even sometimes we just, we just take certain things for granted. God is so amazing that he commands the sun and it rises daily. Just like when you rise out of bed, that's his grace to you right there. Even when the waters of the sea know their boundaries and don't cross it. Because he sustains all things. He holds all things together by the word of his power. The word of his dunamis. So sometimes things ain't together in my life because sometimes I'm trying to do it and I'm not believing in the power of the dunamis of God. But God is just so amazing, just so graceful. And so, Father, I just thank you this day. We just thank you and just claim the, the move of the Spirit and sanctuary today. We thank you for the freedom and deliverance that you would bring in sanctuary today. We thank you that we claim your wonders, your signs, your miracles today. We claim answered prayers today. We claim, oh Lord God, my sister's husband today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody was like, I got my eye on that one. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. All right, so let's, let's launch this out. How many know we're in a new season? Amen to that. We're in a new season, and we're moving in. We're breaking through. How many know the story of uh, Moses, you know, going through the Red Sea? Something like that. We're breaking in. We're breaking through. But sometimes we got the Pharaoh behind us. Sometimes there's like the Pharaoh spirits of the past, the things of the past that are trailing behind us. But sometimes, even though we're in a breakthrough, sometimes it doesn't seem like we're in a breakthrough because all we see is the waters that are in front of us. We don't see them parted yet. And sometimes, like for me, I don't see the waters parted yet and I begin to see just the circumstance that I'm in. I just, I just begin to get frustrated and, and, and wonder why and, and, and wonder what's going on. And God, please change change. Things that are going on in the job, change things that are going on in the house, change things that are going on in my life. But how many, how many of us know that sometimes that prayer isn't answered? You know why? Because it's not time to change the surroundings, it's time to change our hearts. Because if God were to change our surroundings and the things that are going on, we wouldn't be able to grow and see the things that we're supposed to see. We wouldn't see the God step right through the Red Sea and walk right through it and us follow him and see the waters just split before him. So we got to understand, like, sometimes I wanted things to change, you know? But God wanted my heart to change. And so just like Israel, so since we're on the topic of, of talking about Israel going through the Red Sea, they were coming out of Egypt. Sometimes when we're coming out of our world system, we're coming out of the world, we feel like, dag, I had it easy in the world. Sometimes this is just so much stress and problems that I go through. There's so many situations that are right in front of me that are discouraging me. 
But now in this season, there's no time to retreat. There's no time to surrender. It's time to command. It's time to watch the water split, command, and watch the move. Because you know what? The children of Israel, after they went through, like Joshua and Lee in that preaching last Sunday, they had their giants to face. And it wasn't a time to retreat, but it was a time to confront. It was a time to be brave. It was a time to step in faith and to join hands with God and share life with him and to understand what is it that we need to do or what is it that I need to see that's going to bring this giant out of my life. So one of the things that they were doing were murmuring and complaining and one of the things was they were questioning his love for, for, for them. You know, why, you know, God, you know, if, this, if you love me, why is this happening in my life? Why is this continuing to keep happening in my life? If you love me, why is this happening? Let me tell you, if you question God's love in your wilderness, how are you going to be able to grow in the wilderness? You know why? Because we grow in the foundation of love. But if we're questioning love, how are we going to be able to conquer the things in the world that we're struggling with? Because the Bible says that we deal with that because we're not made mature in love. Not in how much I got to love him and show him that I love him by denying these things. No, but by understanding that he loves me. He holds me with his hands that form my world. So if I recognize that in my trial, I'm questioning his love for me, I shut down faith. Because faith moves by love. If I shut down faith, I have no power to stand against my giant. Because the faith gives life to the power. So now that tells me the reason why there's a giant in front of me is because it's something that I believe wrong. The children of Israel, see the Bible says it's a fight of faith. When David was in front of his own giant, and he was moving to go, you know, assist his brothers. You know, his brothers were, were getting ready for war. And y'all know the story of David and Goliath. There was a, 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 an army on that side and there's God's army on this side. But God's army was paralyzed because they were afraid. And here comes this little boy with some government cheese to help his brothers out in the battle. And his brother gets the, his brothers get upset. They're like, yo, what, what are you here? I know you're here. You know, you're supposed to be, you, you play with, you're playing with these animals over there. Go back to, to go, you know, tend those sheep, you know. But you know what David did? He didn't let their insecurities, he didn't own their insecurities to become his own failure. So sometimes when we're ready to move forward, we're going to have these voices like, Trying to tell us, I know why you're this. You're doing this because of this. You're doing that because of this. Trying to make you own a false identity. Trying to make you own. I know I said this before. How many times that we're trying to live right with God and we get, a wrong, we get around the wrong person. You know, let's say, for example, if I'm trying to, like, you know, live right and not, you know, go after any girl or something like that. And then somebody over here is like, yo, you seen that girl? And I'm like, where? Where, where was that? Right then and there, I just owned another person's bondage. Oh, you heard what she said about this one and that one? Oh, yeah? Oh, nah, she's, she's that. You just owned that person's opinion of somebody else who's made in the image of God. Oh, yeah, you know what? I'm going through so much in my life. Oh, brother, let me help you. Oh, that's not right. You know, that's not right what they're doing. That's not right. You just own somebody else's depression. 
So now both of you are a victim of the circumstance instead of becoming a victor of the circumstance because no one was capable of seeing something beyond what they were going through. So the children of Israel were questioning his love. And so they began to, you know, deal with God and deal with Moses and they began to, to try and fight, you know, the enemies, but the Goliath, the enemies, the giants are right then and there. They're right then and there. And so this is a battle of faith. So I had a dream to encourage me in my fight. And this is the dream. It was like I was the student and God was the teacher. And God began to say, I have stripped this enemy of all power. Colossians 2.15, I have disarmed the enemy of all power. But this is how he moves. It says, if he can get you to own, to believe, to fear something that he's bringing to your table, and you respond by those particular things that I just mentioned, then what you have just done by your faith in it, by you owning it, by you fearing it, what you just have done was given the enemy the power to act out what he has planned in your life. So that means that if I got something in front of me, I got to check what I'm believing. Don't get me wrong, for me, we're all walking through our transition with God. We're all growing in faith and love with God. It's our responsibility to learn how to stand before God in relationship and say, you know, how can I get better at this? Or how can I grow from this? How can I, you know, get this out of my life? We all, we all you know, dealing with certain situations or going through there. There's some things that I'm growing in faith and I'm still challenged by it. But when that dream came to me, I began to understand that sometimes fear is believing the negative rather than the positive. For example, if two people are here and there's a dog there, one person loves, there's a dog lover. They're like, oh my God, can I pet your dog? Can I pet your dog? You got such a big head. Can I pet your dog? And then another person is like this. Please, no, no, get that dog away from me. Get that dog away from me. So the problem with one person is that they believe that they can enter into a friendship with a dog. The other person believes that that dog could bite them if they get close. So your faith or your fear is actually believing something that this dog can actually bite me. So what are you saying? All right. Let's say in my wilderness, children of Israel walking through the wilderness. God, please, you know, my, my, my child is going to high school or junior high school. God, please, you know, I, 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 don't let the enemy harm them. Don't let the enemy break them. Don't let the enemy, don't just don't, don't let the enemy what? Your prayer is rooted that you have more faith in what the enemy can do rather than what God can do. Sometimes we waste time in prayer. Say, God, oh, please. Oh, oh, God. Bring me higher, God. Bring me higher in you, God. I need to just get higher in you. You know what that's saying? I don't believe that I'm already seated in heavenly places with you far above principalities and powers. Oh, God. I just don't understand why I just keep, you know, I'm trying, God. I'm trying to deal with this, you know, this sin in my life. I'm trying. I've been fighting it, and I've been fighting it, and I've been fighting it. That means that I have more faith in my ability than God's ability to, to defeat it. That means that I believe that I am conquered. I, I, I believe that sin has more power in my life 
when God said on the cross that I have already overcome sin for you. See, our ability to sin doesn't define me as a sinner. Because I don't need to understand that I have more faith in sin's power to bring me down than in grace's power to keep me up. Sometimes, you know, we, I come across these health nuts and they're like, oh, you know what? Oh, don't eat that. Don't eat that. You know what that could cause in your life? Oh, my God, don't call. No, do you want, do you want, you want diabetes? You want cancer? Do you want these things in your life? So that's showing me that you're health conscious and you're, you're becoming a health nut because you have fear that you're next in line for the big C to smack you down. You're next in line for the big diabetes to knock you down. Oh, God, I'm so, I'm, I'm just, I just depressed. I just, I feel like a victim to a circumstance. I, I feel like I can't get out of the circumstance. I just feel like I just, I just overwhelmed. I just feel like I, that means that I have an understanding that I'm a victim rather than a victor. It's a culture. When Israel was walking through the wilderness and they kept blaming all this and blaming situations and complaining about that, it was like a culture of victimization. You know what that says? A culture of victimization says, I am the way I am because of you. Because of what you've done to me, this is why I am the way I am that way. You know what that says? You just set somebody up as Lord and gave them the ability to form you into what they wanted to form you rather than you stepping into your true form and identity. My form, my being is in God. And so I just want to read a scripture here because sometimes we're not understanding that this enemy, he's trying, to, he's trying to cause us to believe something so that he can, have, he can have access to something. Right? So, in 2 Corinthians, chapter 4, verse 3 and 4. If this gospel is hid... Meaning if it's covered up, the knowledge of a thing is covered up, right? It is hid from them that are lost. It is hid from them that are lost. Now, I started to do little word studies and this word lost blew me away. Right? So the word lost actually means a separation of a part from the whole. And that's today's message. Play your part. It's no more believing that we are Clark Kent when Superman is underneath my skin. Separation of a part from the whole. And from its origin. Where union and fellowship of the two is ruined and destroyed. Verse 4. And whom the God of this world has blinded the minds. Now that word blinded is to raise a smoke screen over your mind and awareness. So the God of this world has blinded the minds lest they believe. So in other words, Satan's objective is to make you think that there is a distance or a separation from a whole to the part, when you're already included. And to make you not see the reality of your true origin, union, fellowship, thereby, if that is accomplished in your life, you're already destroyed and ruined when you face your giant. Because we are blinded and we cannot see what we truly are. 
What was the fall of Israel? When they were murmuring, complaining, they accepted a distorted image of themselves. So now that word lost, I continue to look, look for words that said lost. And the Bible says the prodigal son was lost. He was separated from his part from the whole. The prodigal son was lost, but he was found now. Also, you know, when Jesus says that I have come to seek and to save that which was lost. So it's not about, yo, bro, you better get that right or you're going to go to hell. When heaven is so much more greater for you. It's that was in the heart of God for dying and coming to save us so that we wouldn't just go to hell or go those are the benefits heaven is a benefit but the problem was was that we were separated anybody you know we have children and sometimes you know I, I could lose sight of my daughter and I'm like where's my daughter where's my daughter and I feel like a part of me is lost at that moment and I just do whatever it takes to, to make sure that I find my daughter And that's the love of the Father. A part of him was disconnected and separated. And he wanted to bring you back into that union and fellowship that was ruined and destroyed. So that we can play our part and place in this grand symphony. Amen? So, what is it we understand now this God of this world is, is trying to blind. He's trying to do so many things so that we won't be able to see the provision in front of us. We won't be able to see my access to fruits of the spirit, my access to the gifts of the spirit, my access to the love of God, my access to the fellowship, my access over the warfare, my access over things that I'm going through. He, he's trying to blind me so that I don't see it. But why? If he can convince you that you're not what God sees you as. You're destroyed and ruined, separated. When we say, Jesus, come into my heart, be my Lord and Savior, that doesn't mean we got a big ticket to heaven alone. What that's saying is that right then and there, like a mother gives birth to a baby, who you are just came forth. You have just come forth from the same source as God. And he doesn't want you to see that. Because if you can believe that and see that, you can start walking in your divine ability. And if you can start walking in a divine ability, then that means that there is no option for the enemy right now to step into my household. There is no option. Yeah, I feel symptoms in my body like I'm getting sick, but there's no option that this is going to stay right now. You got to go. Yeah, I know that I've been through things in the past that's affecting me right now on my present, but I'm not held down by the past. Right now, there is not an option. This will turn in my favor. When you come forth and believe who you are, it's like you're in a God class because you become an offspring of God. Now you can stand in the midst of whatever it is that's facing you, knowing that whatever faces me, God has already defeated it for me. But what the enemy does is he sends his serpents to spit fear, whether we sleep in and we get tormented by fear, whether we fear failure, whatever we fear, whatever, whatever we fear in that sense, and we begin to own in that sense, we're giving access 
in that very moment. Father, I pray right now, power of the Spirit of God, take away pain, injury, and bruising in Jesus' name. Bring peace on that little child in Jesus' name. I know people who preach a gospel but deny the power thereof. I was at a, a, a big event for youth. And some guy was saying, the power of God, the power of God. Come on, this is the power of God. I preach the power of God, the power of God, the power of God. All of a sudden, somebody in the stance, in, 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 um, in the bleachers, you was there. Syracuse, there we go. The power of God. Next thing you know, the ambulance are coming out. The ambulance are taking this person out. He goes, hold on, hold on. And I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to see this power of God in display. I'm ready to see this power of God in display. Let's go, let's go. He goes, the ambulance comes, pick this person up, takes them out of the stands, and leaves. And he continues after they left. The power of God, the power of God. So you, that's a perfect example of preaching the power of God, but, in, but at the same time denying that power right then and there. We had a move of God in this house a couple weeks ago. Well, it's been last week. It's been, it started since Pastor came up here and dropped the bomb. And we had the ambulance in this house. But I want to make everybody aware of something. Because there's not an option. Not in this house. There's not an option, not in your house. According to my sister, I'm not saying who it is, who certified was taking this, this man's blood pressure. I hope I could, I could say the whole testimony. Can I say the whole testimony? Yeah? Amen. Oh, there you go. This guy was, but before that, I stood up here. The pastor asked me to say a prayer. I stood up here and I felt God say, diabetes. So I threw that out there. I said, God is moving, delivering from diabetes. Little did I know back then when the ambulance came in, my brother was almost slipping away. Harley had no pulse. Faint pulse up here, none here. So, if he would have stood home, he could have been lost. God brought him here, spoke a word on the platform, and snatched death's hand right off of his life. And he's clapping right there. So when the ambulance was here, they were here assisting the work of God. It's not an option. It's not an option. We're no longer victims. We're no longer victims. I don't know. I, I prayed for a lady here one time, me and uh, Gretchen in the room. I don't know if she's here, but I'm going to tell the testimony anyway. For God's glory, you know. But she was dealing with some kind of a sickness, like brain aneurysms of some sort. She could hardly walk. We stood uh, together encouraging her uh, because what was emanating was a lot of fear. Is this going to happen to me? Um, is that going to happen to me? You know? Am I going to be able to this? Am I going to be able to that? So we stood encouraging her in her divinity. 
in her union with God. Not that she's God or we're God, but we're connected with God. The branch has fused together with the tree trunk. So now the life of the tree trunk feeds the branch. It's the same life that's in the tree trunk is in the, is in the branch. And because it's in the branch, we're bearing fruit just that's coming from the vine itself. So we encourage her. We said words over her. We spoke prophetic words over her and we told her, you know what? In Christ, these things are defeated. It's no longer an option. No longer put a question in your mind that says, could this, would this, should this? Put this in your mind. In other words, it's no longer an option. Automatic she, uh, automatically, she grabbed that word by faith. And she said, oh my gosh. She began to become aware of the great one inside of her. Not trying to fight it off or figure it out or mentally try to figure what's going to happen with her life. No, she grasped the word of faith. And she walked out of that room without anybody holding her. This is not an option. This is not an option. So what's in our lives that were an option? Were a question mark? Could this? Should this? Because the enemy comes to two gates in your life. He comes to the mind and he comes to your emotional gate. And he knocks on the door. Sometimes you'll feel a pressure on your spirit, like something's just pressuring you and trying to overwhelm you so that you can just like give up. But you know what that says? My willpower is trying to save me, not God's power. See, what I've done sometimes is I had faith in my ability than God's. For example, if I know that there's a scripture or a promise I took upon myself, I got to make sure that I'm right because this promise needs to come. I got to make sure that I'm, that I'm okay because this promise to come. That's having more faith in my ability. So what happened was, was that what I'm doing through self, through self effort and willpower, trying to obey a scripture when the Bible says everything is freely yours right now. The promises of God are yes and amen. But I don't see what I need to see right now. I don't need to see what's... I, I, I don't see it. It's, it's, it's still in my body. It's still in my, my soul. It's still going on around me. I don't see it yet. I don't see it yet. But are we walking by sight or are we walking by faith? This is a walk of faith. Not a walk by sight. Now, I know people say, oh, well, it's not a walk by sight, but so your emotions don't even forget about how you feel. Yes, forget about the emotions of the old man. But when you open up your heart and continue to stay, you know, stand steadfast, the emotions of the spirit will flow through. That's the fruit of the spirit. God emotions. So, Sometimes I can't shut down a part of me when a, all, the whole, the whole in the part is, is redeemed. I've been redeemed mind, spirit, soul, body. I've been redeemed. I'm part of the body of Christ. We're all part of the body of Christ. So, you guys following me? I, you guys understand what I'm saying? Yeah? You guys, in, yeah? Awesome. Because in Colossians 1.21, it says, And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your minds. You were alien, alienated and an enemy in your own mind, not in God's mind. Your own mindset is bringing the separation and the disconnection when God holds all things together by the word of his power. There is no more distance. There's no more me looking in the windows like I want a pair of Jordans because I don't got no change in my pocket. I just got like three pennies and I'm looking at the Jordans like, Dad, I want those Jordans. There's no more of that in the body of Christ. 
There's no more. You know what? I'm not there yet, brother, but I know when I get there, you know, I'm going to be such, you know, I'm going to be awesome. I'm going to be praying for people and they're going to be getting healed. I'm going to be, I'm going to be speaking and they're going to, and I understand maturing is important, but I'm not there yet. What are you, what are you talking about? You're still seeing and, 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 and judging yourself not fit for the master's use. Meanwhile, little children, three, four years old, have faith. There was one little child who was playing with their toy and somebody was dealing with some kind of an issue in their life and the little child playing with the toy, as the person walked by, the little child said, it's witchcraft in your life. How could a child be more sensitive? You know what it is? I'll tell you why. You're spending more time with your problem than your solution. You're spending more time with your little weakness rather than your big God. You're spending more time seeing all the negativity. You know, don't you know that that's what worry is? Worry is always seeing everything that's wrong. It's going wrong here and worry. And, and how am I going to fix it? I'm going to worry. I'm going to fix it. That's meditation, brother. God, the worrying is fear-based. I deal, I deal with a lot of, a, a, a lot of uh, uh, you know, sometimes I could get shy around people. I don't know. It's just something that I'm working in my faith, you know. Sometimes I could get nervous and all of that stuff. I, I just get, you know. I deal with those things. But when God came to me in that dream, I know that I can't, this is not an option no more. I can't give the enemy a place in my life. He's a lion without teeth. He's gumming you. It's, it's, nothing that, it's, it's nothing that he can do unless you put the teeth in him. He's, like, <laughs> He's gumming you down. Oh, snap. All right. Oh, man, where are we going from here? I don't know. So, sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves to perform because we still have a wound from the past. See, the enemy waits for a wound. He waits for somebody to hurt you, and then he moves in with the lies. Look at that. Next thing you know, you're starting to struggle with something. There is like 2,000 conscious, around that, conscious mental cells. You know, we can think of something and, and understand that this is what it is. I try to figure this out, figure that out. But there's four billion unconscious. Now, do you have enough brain power to go in there and figure out your problems? Or do you sink down into the place of the spirit and say, God, where is it that I need to cut this ground off so that I can walk right out? Because it's not faith in anything else but the God inside of me. See, the separation of the distance is a God. God, you're way up there. Come down, God. Come down. Meanwhile, he's sitting in you like, when is this guy going to realize that? <laughs> I loved him so much that when I came, I wanted to be a part of everything in his life. You know what I mean? I fused myself together with him. Is this guy going to get it? I am his life. Look at, that, that's my, look at that's my air he breathes. I should charge him for that air. I got to do something for him to realize that I'm inside of him. God should, maybe God should have a preaching. Get God out of your life. Get it? Get God out of your life. But he's inside of us. 
There's no distance. There's no more delay. There's no more separation. God will forever and always be the hand that holds your world together. He will always be the God who sustains all things by the word of his power. I leave you with this scripture too. This is a scripture that encourages me. He who trusts in the Lord will never be put to shame. Shame is not an option. Guilt is no longer an option. Condemnation is no longer an option. I want this God. I want I want to walk in the ability as the first church walked in. I want to walk in the faith that was once delivered to the saints. I want to believe what you believe, not what I believe. Even what I believe about you wrongly, I don't want to believe that no more. I want to believe what you believe. I want you to unveil yourself to me and display your kingdom glory. That's why Moses said, show me your glory. We are crucified with Christ. The life that we now live in the flesh, we live by the faith of God. It's what he believes. And when you align your life to what he believes... You'll do what he does. Because Jesus, everything that he did, first came out of his messiahship, his sonship, who he was. He stood in who he was and moved out of who he was to do everything that needed to be done. But sometimes we believe that if we can achieve a level in God, go to a conference Get the special anointing off another pastor. Then maybe I can do what that pastor does. Religion made money off of people's wrong focus. We got all these books. I mean, I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I love to read, but it was time to read Christ himself. I needed to get rid of these books. That showed me there was a distance and a thing that I needed to do to become what I already was. I want to read this scripture here. And it's in Ephesians 4.16. It says, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. So I charge this church today, now that you become aware of your position in Christ, Play your part. Play your part. Be the answer on the train station if necessary. Be the answer in the home if necessary. Be the answer because you're connected with the answer inside of you. Jason, you getting ready? So what we want to do now... I spoke what was on my heart. I wanted to expose fear. I wanted to expose what it can do. I wanted to awaken people to understand the enemy's position. How he's been stripped of all power. Colossians 2.15. I wanted you to understand that you've been given all power. You've been given all power to cast out serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing by any means is going to harm you while you do that.
No longer do we need to be afraid of little hamster spirits while we got the scepter of righteousness in our hand. Play your part. I want you to connect now. If you ever felt separated from the whole, if you ever felt like things in your life were being destroyed and ruined, that separation was up here. Because there's such a connection inside here. It's time now. It's time to be brave and face these giants now. There was a giant in my life that I kept praying, take it away, take it away, take it away. And I had a dream the hand of God was coming to take it away. But I said, no, don't take it away. And his hand pulled back. And when I woke up, he said, I'm not willing to take what you're not willing to give. It's the deception of the enemy that convinces you that this thing in your life could comfort you. That this thing in your life is what you need. That this thing in your life is going to benefit you if you hold on to it. Eve, didn't you, did God say that? Did God say that? Yeah, but you know that the spirit is willing. Yeah, you're willing, but your flesh is weak. But did God say that? Take a little bite of that apple, Eve. Become like God. You're already like God, Eve. Don't you understand that? I had issues. I, when I first had gotten saved, I, 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 was, I was coming out of a relationship and I had, I had met my wife. And I was like the scales of, of, of life. What, what should I, which one should I, which one should I get with, you know? And all of a sudden, when I was sleeping, I seen like a Britney Spears chick. She had a python wrapped around her body and she was just like, I don't know. Wepa came right out of the PR parade, just like doing a stinky leg. And I was looking at her like, oh snap. <laughs> oh man, I wanna, oh man, I want this right here. I wanna smash this. I'm gonna be real. Because if I don't be real, you guys ain't gonna see that we go through just like you go through. All of a sudden, at that very moment, when I began to lust after the beauty of that woman, I seen a face just look right in front of me. And I'm looking at this guy, and he charges me to play my part. Stop lusting. I said, God. I fell back, God. Help me to choose a wife then. And he looked up and he left. Not long ago, I really realized that a wife or a husband is not the answer to a lust problem. God wants to give me somebody to love, not to lust. Or else I would feel that this person has to fulfill my needs and demands rather than serving one another in love. We've been seeing the flesh for too long. We're so familiar with it. We're entangled in it. I'm giving you good news right now. You're already free. Every man is drawn away, enticed by the enemy, 
and baited by his own lust away from Christ. But now it's time to play the part. You're not trying to be a superhero. You was born from the superhero himself. It's in your DNA. It's your genealogy. It's who you are right now. Grow into that. I want to charge everybody. Let's come to the front. I want Jason to play over us. God is going to minister us to us himself. I'm not saying come to the front for fear. I'm not saying come to the front because of lust. I'm not saying come to the front because of depression. I'm saying come to the front to receive your inheritance. Come to the front to receive your right. Come to the front to allow the spirit of the Lord to minister over you today. Because now is your day. Let us all stand. Father, we thank you. That you gave birth to us. You knew us before we even was born in our mother's womb and called us to be prophets or to be pastors or to play our part. I just hope now, Father, that as your spirit begins to move in this place, that we do not get pulled back by the fear of man. I dealt with the fear of man. The Bible says, how can you believe if you seek the approval and praise of another person? The enemy tempted Jesus with that. If you are the son of God, turn these stones into bread. If Jesus would have turned those stones into bread, he would have done so because of the approval of another person rather than following God. So, Father, I thank you now. It's your service now, Jesus. It always been. Take over now, Holy Spirit. Don't even try to perform. Don't even say prayers or nothing. Don't try to press in. Don't try to do none of that stuff. Let the Spirit of God minister to you right now. As Jason plays. And you're welcome to come to the front. Team, come to the front. 